Good morning, Four Oaks Church. Pastor Paul here, Monday morning, January 30th. So glad that you have joined us. Now, this is our second week of kicking off once again for this season, our pastoral devotionals. And if this is your first time joining us or first time in a while, let me explain how what we're doing here on these weekdays, Monday through Friday for 10 or 15 minutes every day is a little different than what we did before. We're still going through God's word. We're still talking theology and practice and all sorts of things like that, but, but we're doing it a little differently. Before, when we were walking through Romans, I would preach a sermon or whoever was preaching that Sunday would preach that Sunday. We'd come in the next week and then we would sort of backfill the passage. In other words, we would talk about application points or maybe what were things that we really didn't have time to talk about in the sermon that we want to talk about further or what are theological points or um, areas of application that we want to zero in on. And I think that was fruitful, but we really started this year with a call for us to be students of the word, to learn to study the Bible for ourselves, to feed ourselves, to not be mere consumers. And so we've changed the format. So now, um, instead of backfilling the sermon, we are preparing for the sermon. So for example, this past week, we were in Matthew 3, 1 through 12, the baptism um, of the people by John the Baptist and his confrontation with the religious leaders. And we spent all last week walking through that passage, pulling it apart, dissecting it, and hopefully giving you some tools to know how to better go about interpreting the Bible and understanding the Bible. And then hopefully maybe even for this Sunday, this past Sunday, the sermon was a little clearer, or you found yourself better prepared, or you sort of kind of got behind the scenes, saw how the sausage uh, was made, so to speak. And hopefully that was beneficial, and we're going to continue that process this week. And so we are going to be right into the next passage. It's a shorter passage. Let me read it, and then let's dig in, dive in for this week. So now we've moved from John the Baptist prepares the way for Jesus to the actual baptism of Jesus himself. Look at verse 13, Matthew chapter 3. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, let it be so now for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Last week, we said that one of the places we want to begin in our interpretation is to look not just sort of cherry pick a passage topically, but look, let's understand how it flows within the book as a whole. And then particularly relevant, what comes right before, what comes right after? Because we have to remember that every biblical author, Matthew included, um, could have selected from hundreds of things to talk about, right? John reminds us in his gospel, hey, um, we, um, there was hundreds of things we didn't share. It could fill pages and pages of books, but what John selected was for a specific purpose. 
And we need to keep that in mind when we think about Matthew's gospel as well. One of Matthew's central themes is this idea of the king and the kingdom. That's the, fact, the, the title of our sermon series. The king, of course, is Jesus. And the kingdom is his rule and reign that he's bringing to bear upon the history of the world. The, the reign, the sovereign control, the authority of God is breaking in um, into human history. And what we've seen thus far, of course, in these first two chapters is Matthew making the case of why Jesus is uh, the rightful heir um, from the line of Abraham and the line of David and as a fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy. And then last week was this pivot as a pretty pivotal point here. 30 years later, um, the, the Baptist, John the Baptist, JTB for short, comes baptizing, uh, doing a baptism in the name of the forgiveness of sins and repentance. And so, so the thing that comes right before this is that John the Baptist is priming the pump. He is um, announcing the coming of the Messiah, that Jesus is about to begin his public ministry. And so we have to understand that whatever this first thing is that Jesus does um, as part of his coming out, his public ministry, his announcing himself to the world is going to be highly significant, all right? So it means we want to particularly try to understand what it is that he did. The thing that follows this passage, of course, is the temptation of Jesus, where Jesus is led away um, into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. So we have John the Baptist preparing the way. We have Jesus being baptized, and we have Jesus being led as a season of preparation before he begins his teaching and preaching ministry. Once again, whatever is happening in this passage is highly significant because it's the first thing Jesus does as an announcement of his ministry, and it's the thing he does right before being led into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. And so, so you can see this is sort of a pregnant passage that's, that's, that's contained within this context. Now, I think it's always helpful as you're reading this passage, again, to begin to identify the key players or the key events and to come up with a list of questions, things that we're going to want, you're going to want to learn and know more about, to be curious about, to really understand this text. So the first thing that, that we would want to note is that when it says that Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John, this was not a happenstance. This was something very deliberate. This was something planned. This was something coordinated. This was something that Jesus did intentionally. Galilee to the Jordan, and, and we think this was probably the southern part of the, well, as I say that, I'm, I'm, I'm rethinking that. No, this is the northern part of the Jordan, probably near the area of Jericho, but nonetheless, not, not a short walk down the street for Jesus from Nazareth, from Galilee. In order to get over here to the Jordan, he has to be going by design. So, so number one, what he, what he was doing was, was very intentional. Second, we want to try to understand um, John says, I need to be baptized by you. So John clearly recognizes Jesus' superiority. Um, 
But here, John, Jesus says, no, I need to be baptized. In fact, it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. And so we, we want to ask, if Jesus indeed is the Son of God, if he indeed is sinless, why would he need to be baptized? Okay, And what does this term, fulfill all righteousness, actually mean? Okay, that, That's the second question. A third thing that jumps out to us is that when Jesus is baptized, we see this convergence of the Trinitarian reality of God breaking forth, okay? So it says Jesus was baptized, and then we have the Spirit of God descending like a dove, resting on Jesus, all right? And we can talk about what is that? That's, again, bookmark that. That's a question we have. Is it a physical dove? Is it like a dove? What, what, what do we mean here? But the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, is involved here, as is God the Father. This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. So, again, not insignificant that we see all three persons of the Godhead, the Trinity, coming to bear um, upon Jesus here at his baptism. And so this is, again, Matthew's way of ringing the bell saying, ding, 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 please pay attention. That all of the, the persons of the Godhead are marshaled together to, um, to really give sanction to what is happening here, okay? So, so those are some of the questions as we initially read through that I think are pressing that we want to be able to answer. We also want to understand how it functions in the context. So what do we do with that? Well, one of the things I recommended last week is, um, you know, you can buy a commentary for the book of Matthew, and I think there's value in that. I could recommend some. Maybe I'll bring some in tomorrow and do that. But I think what most of us need is just a really good study Bible, right? Um, the ESV study Bible is a good one. The, the Reformation study Bible is a good one. There's a, number, there's a number of good ones. MacArthur has a study Bible that I think that's, that has some good stuff in it. And again, these are remember, the study notes are not inspired by the Holy Spirit. They are simply there to help us. And one of the things that, you can, that you'll notice in your study Bible is not only does it have commentary on these particular verses, it will also have cross-references. It will have um, things for you to go look up and explore that can relate to what is being talked about here. And so when you read through the text or in the margins, there'll be little notes, little footnotes. I encourage you as a first step this week, it's just to camp out on this passage, camp out on those footnotes, camp out on those study notes, camp out on those cross-references. And when it says, uh, for example, and um, here I'm looking at, and again, I don't have my reading glasses on, but sometimes there's little postscripts or subscripts, little letters, okay, by different verses, and you go and cross-check that, that little letter or that subscript, and it'll have a list of verses that relate to this. And I don't know if you've ever done this, but it's very fruitful just to go through and to look all of those up. You will be amazed at the way other passages of Scripture shed light on more obscure passages. 
Uh, remember one of the things that, that you've heard me say before, scripture interprets scripture. And so as a first step, I would, I would encourage you to go look up these cross-references that are in your study Bible. You can also find, find similar things online, of course. And that you begin to sketch out some of these broad questions that we have and to see um, what can be gleaned, okay? So this idea of, for example, verse 19, but Jesus answered him, let it be so now for this, it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Go look down at verse 19 in your study Bible or in the cross-reference, what other passages does it list? My guess is it will list certain um, um, passages from the Old Testament, right? About fulfillment of the requirements of the law. Oh, I see. No, why, no, why would it be important for Jesus to fulfill certain requirements of the law? And then this gives us another track to run on. So, so this is your homework for tonight. Go cross-reference the heck out of this thing. Go, um, go do a, a, a deep dive with all of your questions in your study Bible. And I think once you do that, we can come back tomorrow and we, be, we can begin to work our way through some of these questions. Why did Jesus need to be baptized? What is the relevance of the Trinity? What does it mean to fulfill all righteousness? Um, why, why did, why did, why did, if Jesus is really sinless, why would he need to receive a baptism of repentance and cleansing? These are all great questions that we hope you um, join us tomorrow for. And so hopefully what, what you're getting a picture here is, again, these devotionals are not necessarily always going to be a little nugget of spiritual truth to apply to your life today, although sometimes they will be but it's to push you to dig deeper into the Word of God and hopefully giving you some tools to do that. All right, Lord Jesus, I pray for everyone listening, watching, um, exercising to whatever this podcast is devotional today, and that this call to study your Word would be a clarion call that would go out this week, and that it would be an opportunity to slow down, dig deep, and see the work of your spirit um, in applying the word of God to our lives. So Lord, we ask that you would do this now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. See you tomorrow, Tuesday, and we're gonna jump right into this text. Bye.